Welcome to another episode of King Reflections Podcast. I'm Daniel Oliver, owner of Xander King Clothing Line, personal trainer, graphic designer, and an advocate for bringing people back to life or waking people up from their mediocre thinking and living to encourage them to live a more fulfilling life of a king or a queen. I just want to say thank you to everyone that has listened to my podcast episodes so far. This is now the fourth one. Um, and if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram and Facebook. The tag is Xander King, X-N-D-R, King. And you'll be able to follow my updates, follow my posts, etc. Um, and just keep in touch or keep on tabs of what I'm doing throughout the weeks. Uh, so this week, I want to talk about who we are is everything we have learnt. And my perspective of who we are is that everything of who we are is actually not who we think we are. Everything we have learnt from our parents, our teachers, has made us who we are. And they've learnt how to be, you know, how to, you know, condition their behaviour um, and what to expect in society has been conditioned and been learnt from their ancestors or their um, teachers and parents, etc., and the people that they want to influ- influence their lives. So, who we are today is everything that we have learnt and everything that we feel is right or influenced by the people that we look up to. And that's not necessarily a, necessarily a bad thing. It's actually a great thing because how I see people is that we are all different players of this life. And we all play a, an important role to help the you know the world or society function as a whole, and to help our neighbours, our family, our friends, you know, move on with a much more happier, peaceful life. So, and there's times that I wish I knew everything, right? Um, I wish I because I love the sciences, you know, I love chemistry, I love physics. I love um, how it influences every part of our, you know, life, our biology, um, you know, how atoms work within our body, how our body responds, you know, with physics, how, you know, frequencies um, make different sounds or resonate with different um, objects and stuff. And, you know, music is very, a massive part of physics um, with different different frequencies playing different notes, making them interact with each other, making something beautiful. So, um, and even down... Um, with chemistry down to the core of how cars are made and how, you know, machines um, interact and work and, you know, everything of this life, I would love to know the nitty gritty details of how everything works on such a small scale, you know, the table that, you know, my computer is sitting on, like how do the atoms stick together and vibrate together so strongly and um, not have anything fall through them, if that makes sense, you know. Um, you know, just how, just how everything sort of works and how water just flows so easily and can separate and the atoms can split so easily. Like, how does it work? How does it all tell each other to do that? If that makes sense. (laughs) So I'd like to know, I wish I could know everything. I wish I could know every, know every detail of, um, even to the point of psychology, like how certain frequencies of our voice, um, make people, you know, either arc up or make them sleep <laughs> out of boredom you know every everything is so fine-tuned um and there's so much information with um how things can be affected or moved slightly you know so differently that it affects the environment and it affects people differently um but it's good that i probably don't know every, everything um probably because that would make me very arrogant and cocky um and definitely not a team player 
And that's what I love about being a human is that we are humbled knowing that we can't know everything and we can't do everything. We all have individual skills and talents that make us team players so that the team can function effectively as we work together. You know, these people that think that, you know, oh, they can do everything by themselves. They can do anything by themselves and they've got, they've, you know, um, they can master everything. And then they become all of a sudden um, egotistical and, you know, think they're top notch and not a team player and everything's about them. Um, and that's sad because then everyone sort of resents them and, and then there's this discord in harmony of people working as a team so that we all can live in peace and we can all uh, live towards or strive towards success with each other. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm glad that, there, that there's this human element that we can't know everything, that we can't do everything, and that we do have to rely on other people with specific talents, um, specific skills to help us achieve our goals and achieve a much more peaceful and happier life. So who we are, and as I'm saying, who we are, our skills, our talents, our interests, our um, things that make us click or vibe with has all been taught to us in a sense because you know, we're a blank canvas when we were a baby um, and we're all influenced by our environment, by our parents, by our teachers and um, you know, we lean more to the attraction of like what we are attracted to. And I think you know, even when you're born, you do have some sort of individual element of being attracted to some things um, more than other things. But there's always a condition applied. You know, uh, girls saying that they've got to dress like a girl. Um, they can't play in the mud. And you know, when they reach the age of five, or whatever. No, you're a little lady. You can't play in the mud. And boys saying, you know, you can't um, play dress ups because you know girls do that. Or you know, uh, even young girls. Uh, very young age being taught to play with baby toys like toys that are you know taking care of a baby because that's what the mum does you know and the guys have tools and the boys have like tool toys like you know hammers and saws and you know stuff to build things with because you know that's the you know male male um you know visualization or expectation what was i going with that <laughs> Oh, yeah, so we, yeah, like I'm saying, we are conditioned um, to an extent of how, and you know, even the footy, you know, out, we're, so many people are like, oh, I'm a, I'm a big, massive, this fan of this team because that's what my dad was. Not because of the stats or because of the players, but because of the team, of what it represents and, you know, whatever the dad was influenced in. Um, so that was just my point of I'm glad that I cannot know everything. Um, and that I am humbled to be human and I'm glad that we all have individual, you know, individual characteristics and skills um, and that we are what we have learned to help build society and build our the people around us to a level of success of happiness and peace. On to my second point. One uh, earlier this week or last week, sorry, I posted a, um, a video of um, a story of the beach South Beach in Wollongong and in the background was the steelworks and uh, I have a sort of a bittersweet relationship with the steelworks in a sense I could say um, and one of my friends actually responded to it saying oh you know it's it's a bit of a sore sight and I'm going it, I agree like when you look in the distance and you love you've got this nice luxurious beach and then in the, all of a sudden there's just these industrial buildings in the background just these um, red gray sort of buildings 
you know, with smoke coming out of them, like pollution, and you've got the fires and stuff. And it's 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 a sore sight to the eyes because you're, you're looking at nature's beauty and then there's just this man-made construct, smack bang, <laughs> in the distance and you're like, oh, that's so disappointing. But then I have this appreciation for the steelworks um, because, you know, man structured and constructed this amazing buildings and amazing tools and amazing machines to help us live a much better, easier first world lifestyle. But... Um, out of that though, out of that beauty of how man can create such magnificent um, machines is this, um, it causes destruction, you know, destruction of pollution to the air. Um, it's obviously progressing our life. So we've got to knock down more um, trees and stuff to allow more houses to be built, etc. And also the, the, the elements that the materials that they make obviously um, has been destroyed and reconstructed to you know influenced to a way to build materials for um, building stuff so there's this bittersweet relationship i have with uh with the steelworks um and then you could reflect that onto our human aspect like we are amazing creatures and we can make and build and invent and construct a lot of things but there's a lot of destruction behind that sometimes. And I can't judge the people in the past for creating these steelworks um, and wanting to advance in technology because, you know, we all want to um, advance and be better. And, you know, there's this, the constant fear of missing out um, of, you know, better technology. Like we look at other countries and they advance so fast and we like, well, we have to catch up because um, we don't want to be left behind sort of thing. So I there's no judgment towards people wanting to advance but it's just so sad that the destruction has to come with that sometimes um and you know that can be built from you know egos and uh you know power of capitalizing you know on on advanced technology which is it's a sad thing that we've come to this selfish point of egotistically destroying nature to get what we want to obviously advance faster than the other nations um in that kind of aspect but also it's just it's sad that it comes with that that destruction behind it so i appreciate the steelworks being in the distance uh just as much as i dislike it's like being there because it is a sore sight sometimes when you're looking at the beauty of nature and just seeing the powerful nature of the waves um crashing up against the sand you know and the wind breezing through the trees um only to see in the distance there's this fireworks uh fireworks <laughs> these steelworks um constructions you know area um onto my third point i sometimes see myself as a kind of an avatar so if you ever played the game the sims where you build your your characters and you give them certain skills and you tell them to go get a job uh you tell them or they have to go to school or anything like that and you know you have a pet sometimes or you have children and you can sort of like control your family um and you know as your income comes in, then you can upgrade your house and, you know, it's like a, a, a simulator for your life, really, or, you know, or the characters that you have. And sometimes I see myself in that kind of aspect where, you know, from a third person, from a far distance and the hindsight perspective, you know, um, I control my character. And, you know, my character has emotions and reacts emotionally to things and people. 
And I have to learn those emotions and those character traits that my character has and go, okay, he doesn't like this or that. I've now got to then, you know, um, move my character in a way or interact with other things that will make him happy or make, you know, make the character happy or understand, try and understand why he doesn't like um, certain things or certain people or certain other characteristics. Um, so I try and see my life kind of that aspect. So then that helps me learn more about myself. So for example, if I get angry or frustrated at something, something I can then go back into hindsight, ob uh, objective kind of view and go, okay, why is my character reacting like that? What is its value? What is his values, beliefs, and standards for him to react so negatively that, um, that it could be that the action that he's reacting against is something that's against his beliefs, values, and standards. And then I try and then from that perspective, try and better understand myself. So then I can be able to then control my emotions better, uh, and control, um, how I'm going to react or respond to those situations. So that's sometimes how I deal with myself is if I'm really down in the dumps or if I'm really upset or frustrated, I try and take an objective view, step back and go, okay, what is it that's really affecting, um, affecting my emotions? Um, and why am I allowing it to? So and if that helps with anyone, try that technique, see how it goes and uh, let me know how you go with it. <laughs> it doesn't work all the time. Sometimes I'm just so involved in my emotions that um, it's hard for me to see from an objective view and I have to really leave um, or get myself out of situation or, you know, clear my headspace, you know, go for a long walk or go for a drive, something to just clear my head. Um, and then I can finally get to that state of objective view and just go, okay, what am I really deep core at the treasure of my heart really frustrated with or really unhappy with? Um, and then tackle it with pure honesty as much as I can. I was actually going to talk today as well about my loneliness, but I'm not excessively um, full in depth of fully understanding or grasping. I think I've actually come to a good um, grasping grasping point of my loneliness, um, but it's not fully developed enough for me to actually then explain it to you or for you guys to listen and actually understand what I want to say. So I'll probably skip that one for today. And then probably maybe in hopefully in the next episode, I'll have more elaborated myself and find a much more stronger meaning or definition so that I can actually express it better for you guys to understand. So past that one. But my final point that I want to talk about is coronavirus being the problem or is it ourselves? And a lot of people have been saying, you know, this year 2020 has been the worst year. Uh, from a, I guess, a perspective of changing normality or people that we you know we are a very structured habit species habitual species so we work better when there's a, a constant rhythm consistent rhythm uh, so we know what we're doing you know days to come but when that disrupts then we get really highly frustrated and upset and we don't like change really that much but i think on a retrospect or hindsight whatever you want to call it 2020 has probably been the best year. And I think I touched this on the last um, episode. But it's it's not 2020 that's the problem. And this is how I've changed my perspective for 2020. Um, it's not the coronavirus that's, you know, the problem per se, per se. It is us as people that we are the problem. You know, were we mentally prepared to be shaken 
of our habits and of normal regular life and prepared for the worst, you know, where we mentally, financially, uh, emotionally, physically prepared? Like, did we prepare for this? Like, I have in my finances, um, I've always saved up three to four months in advance of all my bills. Um, and that's because I've been, from a, since I started work, um, financially aware and try to have a, a good relationship with my money. Um, so that if an emergency does happen, if I lose my job, for four months I can at least be prepared to pay for all my bills without having to uh, worry excessively about it. And that's how I feel emotionally. Like sometimes I prepare myself emotionally for I imagine things to the extreme and that's where I guess anxiety comes in if you want to call it, like go along those lines. Um, I think of extreme situations, extreme moments and get emotionally put in that state and see how my emotions are arising, you know, how my, my body is changing to the emotional reaction. But that's to prepare me for if a real-life situation does happen, I am prepared of knowing what to do. For example, um, today I was just laughing with one of my co-workers, cracking jokes. She started choking. <laughs> and there was a point where, I, where she was choking for like a good 10 seconds and I'm there going, okay, she hasn't stopped. And she was over the, the sink and she got on her tippy toes and I'm going, okay, this is this is bad because if someone's getting on the tippy toes, it means they want to obviously, it's it's the motion of up. They want this object up and out of their airways. So I stood up and just watched, you know, her, her body language. I watched her color of skin in her face um, just to see if she was not going to stop, like if she was stopping breathing. She was continually coughing and trying to breathe and I'm just allowing her to do her thing, you know. Your body's got to naturally do these things by itself. If I interfere, it could make it worse. It's only to the point where she lost her actual breathing and that she can't actually communicate and she's not, you know, her you know, her eyes might be rolling back in her head. That's when I had to interact or inter intervene. But I've already had this situation in my head prepared. I've already thought about it, a situation of someone choking in front of me. You know, I've done first aid a few times, so I've prepared emotionally and mentally of what will happen if or what I'm going to do if it's, if someone does start choking in front of me and can't breathe and I'm 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 trying to get this object out of their out of their airways so I was just watching her paying attention it was like a good 2 to 3 minutes of her trying to cough up this object and I'm there like watching I'm like are you okay she's like shaking her head and nodding her head and I'm like okay she's 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 sort of in the midst of fixing it <coughs> excuse me I'm just watching her. And then finally she was able to, you know, she was watering at the eyes, you know, and she's like finally being able to talk. And she's like, oh my gosh, you almost killed me. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't. You just laughed at my jokes. <laughs> um, but no, it was uh, me emotionally being prepared and mentally going, okay, I know what to do. Um, I'm not going to stress. I'm not going to panic. I'm going to wait patiently and just observe observe what's happening to her character and to her behavior um, to see what's going on. Another situation that I sort of prepare myself is for, for example, car crashes. If I'm in a car crash or if I come past a car crash where there's, you know, it's so extreme that, you know, you know, there's bodies, body parts everywhere. I want to be emotionally and mentally prepared so that I can help in any way I can. You know, if someone's being, um, you know, an arm has been ripped off. I'm going to be able to either one, get them out, try and cover their, you know, their exposed socket, I guess, 
um, and try and put pressure on it to stop the bleeding. Like I want to be able to be mentally and emotionally prepared for tough situations like this that do happen. You know, it might not happen to me specifically, but they do happen in life. Um, and I want to be prepared for that. So same with this, back to the story of the coronavirus. <laughs> um, it's shaken us up so much that it's forced us to be still and to be aware, you know, to actually pay attention. And it's forced us to actually be aware of our emotions when we are put in this situation. And that's what I love about it. It's just like, you know what, I'm just, and I've, I've sort of, not in a sense prepared for this one because it was so massive, I guess. But I was prepared to sit still and just relax and do other things that can entertain my mind or educate my mind so that I'm emotionally prepared for the next time that this comes around. But, um, and even like financially, like I was prepared financially. I already had finances saved up, um, for the situation, for situations like such as this one in a sense. Um, but the emotional state and the mental state, they weren't as prepared. But now that I've experienced, I'm going, okay, now I've experienced, I know what to do if, you know, the gyms close again. I know what to do if, you know, I can't go any restaurants or anything like that. Or, you know, there's a limited, um, supply of foods that you can buy, you know, with the toilet paper in the past that we couldn't actually, and the, the sauces, this, like, <laughs> you know, you couldn't take more than two bags of, uh, or more than one bag of toilet paper. You couldn't take more than two bags of pasta and two, two, you know, jars of sauce. So that was a good wake up call and I have loved every learning aspect of it. So again, are we easily adaptable without the complaining, without the whinging and without the negative ongoing energy and, you know, vibes of people just upset about the whole situation. It's just like, get over it being upset about it. You know, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about, oh, 2020 was the worst year. And there's even songs about it. And I'm like, going, guys, come on. Like, it isn't the, the, the end of the year. And I know there's like, there's probably some breakups that have happened or some people have passed away, but... It's such a great, these, these things, these sad situations build us and build our character and they help us grow. And we need these negative situations to be, make it a positive so that we can reflect and we can grow from it. And that's how we're going to be better as people and live peacefully and not so arrogantly, not so um, entitled, not so, you know, expecting that we should be served rather than we should be just doing the serving, you know, it breaks us from this, um, like an entitled attitude really of, you know, we deserve this, we deserve to have better treatment, blah, blah, blah. And like, no, unfortunately us humans, we mess life up a lot. <laughs> and if, if it's true that, you know, this Asian person decided to eat a bat, you know, everyone gets to be able to try new things. I mean, if they wanted to try a bat, let them try a bat, you know, Everyone eats things that I don't really approve of, like turkey, <laughs> pork. Um, you know, these are acceptable things in society, but I don't like them. But I'm not going to go down to people's throat and be like, I'm going to judge you for eating that. No, I think it, this situation helps us to humble ourselves and go re reflect on ourselves going, where am I actually going wrong? And what is my attitude that I'm bringing to the table? What Am I making this this life more pleasant for others? Or I'm just making it worse for others? Am I putting their expectations my expectations on them like they should be serving me they should be serving how i live because my life is the most important no get that narcissism out of yourself please <laughs> please anyway hope you've enjoyed this uh this podcast please follow my uh instagram and 
Facebooks, uh, Facebooks, <laughs> Facebook page. Um, and I've also got um, King Habit um, episodes on my Instagram TV. So have a check out of those. Um, it is Christmas coming soon. So be ready. Start putting in your orders now because they will probably run out because the coronavirus is obviously still affecting the situation of delayed um, delayed delivery. So order now. Get amongst it. Um, and yeah, I hope you have a wonderful day or evening that uh, we're going to be listening to this. And uh, yeah, see you later.